Hi, this is Phil Bronstein, the editor, and you're listening to a San Francisco Chronicle podcast. Uh, <laughs> just awesome. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny every single time to us. Are we the only? It's probably the only ones who think that that the theme song to the TV Talk Machine podcast is uh, funny and entertaining. Well, I'm, I'm kind of bitter about it now because uh, Benny promised us he was going to yep. make send that to us and make it our ringtones. Yes, Benny, the pod, the pod father of the podcast, said he was going to send it to Joe and I the uh, TV Talk Machine theme song. He didn't know, and he, failed. I, I was looking forward to the cachet of, of having the ringtone go off and people saying, oh, my God, that's the TV Talk Machine theme song. Who's got that ringtone? <laughs> Who's got that? Where do I get that? I was actually looking forward to it, but you know, in, in, my, in Benny's defense, which is very limited, I did not send him my cell phone number. So yeah. it was really my – but he fell down on your part. He fell down on my part, yeah. Yeah, and we'll note later another uh, collapse. Benny, going over another, another hurdle takes down – <laughs> the Podfather. That's a precursor of what's to come on the TV Talk Machine. Episode 620, I think. Yes, good old 620. Yeah. Do you think that joke is stale yet? No, because I, I think some people actually believe there have been 620 there could episodes. Be. It feels like it. I'm sure when they listen, it feels like it. Well, it's, uh, it's a big week. What do you think? Absolutely. This is Upfronts week. This is – explain what the significance of Upfronts are. It's almost – it's a little bit like uh, NFL draft and the – and the start of baseball all rolled into one for your for your double sports metaphor. Upfronts are in May this week. They started this week, um, and they run through Thursday. And what it is is that the networks unveil to the advertisers next fall's schedule and the media. But essentially what they're saying is, here's what we've got. Now give us your money up front. And this is the first kind of sneak peek we'll see of what's going to be on our televisions this fall. Yes, yes. And uh, <clears throat> I am not in New York to see uh, them, but uh, in, in a matter of days, all of them will – all the pilots will be landing at uh, the Chronicle uh, for me to watch throughout June. And then they'll be reshot the 10,000 times and all the crappy ones I'll have to be tortured with three or four times. What is exciting you about what you well, see on the upfront. You know, I, there's there's nothing yet because I haven't really seen a whole bunch of stuff. But I I will say that this is an interesting time because you know I, I I like I likened it to the start of the baseball season. Everybody's a winner. It's all positive, and I love that there's this little thing where they come out and they announce in New York. It's all it's a big you know, dog and pony show mm-hmm. back there. Uh, separate from the shrimp and uh, scandal fest that I do in July. The death march with <laughs> the death cocktails. march with the cocktails, right? Which will come up, and we would be podcasting from. Death March. Really? You'll be live podcasting? It'll be, it'll be podcasting. They're going to set me up with equipment. That is like 20-something days. And, and can you imagine? Like, I, I'm sure at some point there'll be a three-hour drunk ramble from Los Angeles. That Benny's going to have to cut down to like yeah. 15 usable minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. There's <laughs> Armin Mueller-Stahl. <laughs> Wow, good name from the uh, good name from the past. I'll have left the microphone on, and it'll go on and on. But yeah, so uh, they're all introducing all the networks, the broadcast networks, I should say, are introducing their new um, shows. And also, there's this uh, for the fall, but there also there's this quirky little thing that I love because this is all about optimism, no negativity. Yeah. Spring training, spring training, yeah, smell no, the grass, absolutely. crack of the bat, kind yeah. of stuff. And so, this long term tradition in television is that they don't tell you what they're going to cancel. Really, but but not I a heard word of was, the dead. But I heard there was some good news that one of your favorite all-time shows <laughs> will no longer be with us. The great, according to Jim. <laughs> yes, according to Jim, R.I.P. However, 
You had a run in with uh, with Belushi or something. You have some kind I, of uh, run in. I've had a lot of show. run ins. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yes. We actually had. There's Belushi mocked us, uh, the press, and I think uh, I might have been in the line of that fire. Well, I think twice even, and he was right. We the critics hated the show, and yet it lived on yeah. forever, and it will yeah. go on into syndication. But here's the thing. Here's the Lazarus Act, the the blood sucking zombie act that is, uh, according to Jim, they've canceled it. But there's a deal on the table that basically says, if any of our shows we don't kind of like for midseason are not really going to work out, we'll bring you back. How can how can they afford to keep a show in kind of you know semi production and 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 so the, do they are they producing new shows or are they just kind of say we'll stick around? I, I guess you got nothing be, better to do, Jim Belushi. Yeah. And uh, well, I think they will be you know don't strike the sets. We'll leave it up. Your, your sound stage is set. And, uh, you know, we'll know in a couple of months whether we need you to bring you back and, and do it. I'm sure there's a certain retainer that they have. Mm. But come on. Belushi's not going to get any more work after that. Oh, oh, did a lot of hate from No, me. it's not. Like, you know what? I, good. You know, Godspeed. God love him. Glad that he had I loved him in Salvador in uh, 1983. Yes, exactly. That was, like, I believe that was his last good Who role. didn't? <laughs> yeah. But there weren't many surprises in the cancellations. I think the f- most frustrating part was... Uh, Andy Barker, PI, and that was on NBC, and also Knights of Prosperity on on ABC. So there weren't, but there weren't many surprises. We knew Studio sixty was going to be be done. I think there could be a surprise um, in that The Apprentice is going to be canceled. I mean, I personally no official word on that. No official word because there's, it, you know, it technically it's canceled because there's no. It didn't make the roster. It didn't make the mid season roster. But they are in negotiations with Mark Burnett and the Donald. Um, I think you should put it out of its misery. It's done. Yeah. But it is, you know, to its credit, it's a franchise reality series, and those don't come along very, very often. So, but most of the stuff, I was not surprised by the cancellations. But you know, they do make you dig. This is kind of what I was getting at. They make you dig. They just they don't want to talk about the dead. So when they announce their new fall schedule, you got to go find out what the heck they canceled. And a lot of times, it's for me, it's hard because like I know when stuff is dead, like Drive on on Fox or or, or you know some twenty good years on. On NBC, they've been pulled off the schedule anyway. You know they're dead. You know for them to have to announce that they don't have to do that. But you know, you go back like like when I did the NBC part, I just forgot that Andy Barker because I knew it was canceled already. I didn't list it as a cancellation show. But the funny thing is, they don't tell you. You've got to go hunt it down on your own. And when you do, you always find out like shows that you're like oh yeah that that's I remember that show that was on for three episodes. You know, Identity or something that's so obscure that you know I can't even remember it. So. This is a big week, and uh, NBC, ABC, CBS have all announced uh, we, are, we are taping this uh, monumental and historic podcast on, on Wednesday. So Fox and the CW uh, will announce tomorrow, and I'm sure you're anxiously, I'm anxiously awaiting. <laughs> awaiting the CW schedule. Now, is the CW a big, uh, not a big draw in the Garofoli household? No, no CW in our house. Wow. We don't, we, I told you, we're not big TV folks. You know, not for the kids. Not for the kids. Right. Well, that's well, good. We don't want to go back to that conversation. I know. We don't I, I, do that. Let's talk about the bionic woman. Let's do bionic it. Bionic woman is coming back. I know we're. Uh, I'm sure that was a. You know, the original was a Lindsay. seminal moment, should we say, in our in our formation as uh, <laughs> as heterosexual males. Let, we'll leave it at that, or perhaps we won't. <laughs> not in our shorty robes. We won't. I'm all over it. Oh, it's Lindsay. Lindsay Wagner. Yes, she was bionic. She's hot. Absolutely. And she's yes. probably right now, she's probably uh, elder hot. Oh, absolutely. I, I think I saw her recently in some sort of uh, infomercial yeah. or something. Yeah. I've patented I, that. I, I, think I, I think I bought whatever it was. Whatever she's in, she's elder hot. She's a cougar. 
<laughs> yes, that is one of the shows that's coming out. Uh, they're remaking the Bionic Woman, and they and, they, and they, you know ABC also picked up the Geico commercial, the Caveman no, Guys. Like, now, what is that all about? Can you, is this Max Headroom Two here? Or yeah, you know the thing that kind of freaks me out about that is that like, what if it's a hit? Because yeah. it's not. I mean, they're funny to look at, and they're I could see like that. It's a one joke thing. It's, they're funny for ten seconds yeah. on screen, and the, you know and. Uh, Unless they, are they going to make like a, a broader statement about you know racial stereotypes and ethnic stereotypes? I'm, that's I'm, the, I'm, I'm guessing not. Though. No, I'm, I'm guessing not. But that that actually was in the press material that they would do that, yeah. which of course I found funny since the, the networks actually don't actually have any minorities in any of their shows where right. they could actually take that on as a but as a cause. The, yeah, exactly. But we'll take we'll employ white cavemen any day. <laughs> the cavemen are oppressed. Uh, so there wasn't too many big surprises. There were a lot of goofy shows, and it's all good on paper. We'll see what happens in, in the coming months. And, and before we go any further, I sh- I should, I'm remiss in saying uh, and not having a, identified you yet again as Question Boy. Yes, thank I, you. It's just so familiar now. I'm sure all of our worldwide listening audience <laughs> knows you as, as Question Boy. It's Joe Garofoli, the media writer from The Chronicle. All right, we, get, we have some questions, I think. Yes, we do. This is from uh, Michael in Kansas City, Missouri. Are people really using their actual hometowns here? Are they just kind of throwing stuff out? No, no, they're that's, that's real. from my, Kansas City. Tim, big fan of your column, and I've been enjoying the podcast. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That makes eight of us now. Yeah, or nine. Two questions for you. One, you've explained ad nauseum. <laughs> why we often find our fa- why we often find our favorite chosen on, but still, something I still don't understand. I'm sorry, but something I still don't get. <laughs> wow. Question Boy will be replaced wow. next week with, uh, with somebody else. With a caveman else. from Geico. Right, with a caveman from Geico who read the questions. He'll grunt the questions. Yeah. Well, bring your A game. Jesus. How hard can it be? That's why we got you here. It's the que- We're reading questions. It can't be that hard. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> 22 episodes in a 36-week TV season in a 52-week calendar year. Who came up with this plan? And why don't they fix it? I much rather watch a great show on FX like The Shield or The Riches and get my twelve weeks uninterrupted. Hmm. Want to take that one first? Yeah, that's a. Uh, it, it is a funky system. Obviously, in Britain, they make like six episodes and then they're out. They're gassed, you know. And then they quit after two years. No, oh, they quit after two years. They know when to get out. On the other hand, we make a whole lot more money in this country, and we and we take our entertainment more seriously. Uh, and also, we're like a big gulp culture. Bigger is better. We we can't live on six or even twelve. This is how the networks make money. 22 episodes, because you're going to try to get through five years and get, and get uh, enough episodes to be syndicated. But 22 episodes, and I've said this before, the problem is you've got 36-week TV season. That's 14 weeks of reruns. So what do you do? Uh, the answer is you, you, you make more shows, and you, and you put them on in the midseason, and you cut down on your reruns. But see, I, I, I fundamentally disagree with him because I would rather see 22 episodes, say, of The Office – which is going to be bumped up to 30. 30 episodes. 30 no, is episodes. there any resistance on that? No, I think everybody wins on that. That's really good. Everybody wins on that. 25 for Earl. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know, when it's rolling, I'd rather see you know, have like 30 episodes of those than six, and I'd rather have 22 episodes of Lost than seven or 12. You know, I, I want more. Or maybe 18 episodes of Scrubs, something that's, that's on its uh, death throes. Yes, which is what, exactly what they uh, – Good knowledge. They did. They did uh, 18 was the number. Did you just throw that out there or were you I, reading? Absolutely. I've been uh, following oh, the upfronts. Jesus. Good work. Second question. I know that – this is also from Michael from Kansas City. I know that the network shows live and die by Nielsen ratings. But what role do ratings play in the cable and premium world? 
Why did Big Love succeed on HBO while The Comeback was canned? On FX, why did Always Sunny in Philadelphia get a second season while Starved was dropped? Hmm. Those are um, a sort of an aesthetics thing. It's kind of like a content quality question and, and how do you judge content and quality mostly by critical reaction. So um, honestly, that's kind of how the game is played. On pay cable channels like FX, the show has to pull in an audience. The critics love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The audience is coming around to it now. Uh, the audience critics liked Starved, but the audience didn't go for it. It was a you know eating disorder series, and they just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. it's it was kind of gross. It was a lot of vomiting. Yeah. It was just it was very edgy. I hate the word edgy, and I need to look through my dictionary for a new one. But it was edgy, and uh, people don't want to see uh, eating disorder films. No. We are what? an eating disorder nation. Don't hold the mirror up to us. Give us cavemen. <laughs> Damn it. And The Closer, I, I'm always surprised. That is a hugely rated show. Closer, number one show in cable history. Why? I mean, I, I'm a huge uh, Harris Hedrick fan, but, but I mean, the show is fine. Yeah. How, what am I missing here? I don't know, because it's like, it, to me, it's good. It's better than mediocre. It's good. Yes. But it's not good enough for me to TiVo it. It's not good enough for me to watch it. And in a crime procedural, a police, you know, it's a cl- crime procedural where there's a ton of them on television. Yeah, yeah give me something like The Wire. Give me something Absolutely. edgy, you know? So I, I just, when it's know. When a show's out drawing wrestling on premium cable or pay cable, something's up. Something's up. America it's, has noticed. America has noticed Kira Sedgwick and her uh, Southern draw. It's a, it, that, that is a hit. And it's coming back in June for all you Closer fans. Our next question is from Sean in Massachusetts. Oh, bef- oh thank you, Sean. But before we get to that, yes. we, should, we should probably note, last week I was on vacation, so we were off. But the week before, we had a little creative stumble where we, where we, were, we were reading uh, questions that had already been Old read. questions, yes. Right. So we were unprepared. We were unmasked. Yes, we're the sort of the Dear Abby of <laughs> podcasting. We're re- rerunning our old letters. <laughs> we were recycling. So, but it, but it was entirely inadvertent. Inadvertent. These, these were these letters were grabbed moments before coming on to the podcast. Inadvertent. We didn't we didn't mean to do it. We were stripped naked for our own laziness. And these oh. are fresh questions, so we just yes. want to let you know that but even, we're stripped naked most of the show. We were uh, you, in fact, the last time were without a sh- your sans shirt. Yes, and I was yet again manning the microphone in the shorty robe. I took another inch off of it. Another the, inch off the, the shirt? I kids, thought I noticed a hemline there. Yeah, the kids are going shorter. I'm not afraid to. Way to, way to try and keep we up. Lo- we just it, lost whatever listeners we yes. have. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. vomiting. Yes. This is, the, this is when Phil pulls the <laughs> podcast right here. <laughs> Sir Tim. Sir Tim. Oh, callback. Thank you. Lately, I have realized a trend in most HBO shows, and only 10 or less episodes are being ordered for recent seasons. Why is this? Is labeling some of them an extended season excuse to make less episodes to save money or something? Your fan. Mm, well, that's not entirely true. Uh, HBO all goes on a model of – they go on a model of uh, 12 <clears throat> to 13 episodes. So 10 is uh, – they have done 10 for Curb. I know this is kind of confusing. They've done 10 for Curb. They tend to do 12 and 13 for The Sopranos. And the, the Sopranos is in an, is currently in its extended season of nine episodes, which is extended on top of the previous twelve. Kind of confusing that way. Yeah, you know. Uh, and they did, and, and, and to sort of piggyback on that, they extended uh, Entourage 
but by extending it, they actually added more episodes. So it's a little bit confusing. They tend to go uh, on a 12 uh, model. So Is this kind of the, the cliffhanger phenomenon? Because each of these shows had – well, Entourage had kind of a cliffhanger, didn't it? A little bit like that. End. Yeah, you know, I, it did actually. We know what's going hap- to happen with his career and the agents. But, you know, I think it's um, – 10 is really not the number that HBO uses. But these cable channels, to get to a deeper question, the pay cable ones and even the and FXs and BBCs of, of the world – they can really only afford. They can really only go, afford to go twelve. Um, and if they do a thing with ten, I know it's the Shield. I think one did one time did ten. Uh, it's some, it's a money thing, you know. And they can, when they're uh, adding new series and jumbling them up a little bit, they can't really afford to go twenty. It just costs too much money, particularly with something like the the Sopranos. Mr. Goodman, this is from James Berger. Yes, and sir. He, he has uh, Mike. He says my question has to do with my biggest. TV-related pet peeve, namely the disappearance of a series opening credit sequence after the first season. Wow. Specifically, I'd like to know why. After putting all the time, effort, and expense into creating an aesthetically pleasing piece of video that serves to explain what the series is all about, then this is removed in in favor of a five-second instrumental bit as soon as the second season premiere comes out. Uh, He goes on to... uh, Describe the numbers, yeah, the numbers uh, opening yeah. sequence, yeah. Uh, why now? Why is this is a this is a, an unusual pet peeve of it television? Is, yes, it is. A, it is an interesting quirk, um, and uh, we should duly note that James uh, has been very patient. That question missed the cut when we were flooded with uh, emails, uh, and it just we just didn't have time. It, for it, it could be ruthless. The the choosing of the uh, of the, the pairing down, the yeah. honing, and the pairing down of which letters get read. By question boy on yes. this podcast is just uh, it's bloody. It is, and uh, even when the times when we actually read the, <laughs> the questions for the first time and don't repeat them, right? Sometimes letters, yeah. Well, you know, it's a numbers game. But James has been waiting anxiously for months for this question, so we'll, let, let's get to it. And I got to tell you, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What changes? I, I mean, uh, you know, I remember Ed changed, and they changed the theme song from Dave Grohl's band. Yeah. The Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters were yeah. the first season. And then the, in the second uh, season, it was Clem Snide covering it, which uh, Clem Snide, one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, morning in the – it's my mor- moment in the sun. But uh, – and they changed – and that was because they couldn't get the rights to the, back to the Foo Fighters song. But I, I don't know that uh, – you know what it could be? It could be that he's totally right. It doesn't – wouldn't surprise me. And then I fast forward through all the, the opening credits. And I don't watch numbers. So that's a problem, but <clears throat> I don't. Uh, I don't really see this as. Uh, what's big, the, a what's the theme to the Bionic Woman going to be? Do you know they changed the title though to just Bionic Woman, not the Bionic Woman. No, it's Bionic a, Woman. So it's kind of like a Bionic Woman. It's a reimagining, by the way. Uh, and, and let me guess. Believe me, I've done a lot of reimagining <laughs> of uh, Lindsay Wagner. <laughs> in her elder hot stage, or in in the I, previous? I go nineteen seventy eight. Oh yeah, still getting it done. Yeah. I got to say, I thought I'm. Go to the infomercial once, once in a while. Does she have an infomercial? I, I told you I saw her late night on something. Ah, oh, wow! I love that. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta guess that the new version is not going to have the thing with the ear. Oh, I love, love that sound. The, with the hearing, that's not what kind of power is that? You can hear. No, one time she heard somebody making plans like across the room, oh. and then she called Oscar. They were going to get Oscar Goldman or something, and she <laughs> saved him. I think the hearing one is weak. Okay, moving on. Oh, he, uh, James has a second question. Okay, shoot, yes, James, because yes, we let him yes, wait sir. for months. Go ahead. Also, uh, he says, 
uh, I'd appreciate it if you would stop ripping on 24. The show was, is, and always will be brilliant. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Thank you, Polly. As long as you accept that there is a certain degree of suspension of disbelief that's required and you view it with that in place, it is a very enjoyable thrill ride. Well, step off, James, because we're going to throw down. In the, in the shorty robe. I can move quick. I got no legs going. I got no bottom. I see that extra in taking off the shorty robe. <laughs> there's, there's, no, uh, there's no grab. There's no pinch on the legs. I can move around, float like a butterfly. <laughs> uh, what are we talking where, where about? Do you, where do you it's start 24. on this one? I don't I mean, know. Where you're, do you come watch, back? Might as well you know watch what? a he probably, at this point. Yeah. And he probably, uh, 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 he probably is on my side now, and, and, cause especially when they revealed that they have no plan. They don't know where they're going. They didn't, they didn't even take the time. How lazy could this be? Not that we're not lazy here on our show, but we're not getting paid for it. This is free. The people at uh, 24 did not map out. They did not arc out their season, the last two seasons, and now it shows. Oh, my Dumbasses. They don't, they don't know where it's going. So I'm off that show. I'm moved on. All right. Do you, uh, we shall move on, too. We, we, you want to talk about The Sopranos? It's a very, uh, a very pivotal week for The Sopranos, oh, would you say? Big week, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, – yeah, we're closing in. Well, there's, I think, three more after this, and um, – you know, it's a uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched this uh, yeah. week's Sopranos, you know, put, hit pause and then fast forward the thing a little bit for 10 minutes from five minutes, two minutes from now, and you'll know. Uh, Christopher, dead. Oh. Uh, car accident, you know, which I totally bought into. I thought it was fantastic. And then it was uh, Tony uh, squeezing his nose and cutting off his circulation uh, into the badly injured Christopher and died. Pretty shocking. Were you shocked by that? Absolutely. Very, very shocked. Didn't see it coming. No way. Didn't see that part coming. The, the, the beauty of this is which I wrote, did in my, uh, uh, in my blog, thebastardmachine.com. The, the beauty of that scene was, <clears throat> you know, Christopher's high. He's back, on the, he's back on the junk. He's high. He's swerving around. He's not paying attention. It's beautiful cover of... Uh, uh, Van Morrison covering Comfortably Numb, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is uh, you know another example of David Chase uses music to help tell the story and echo what's going on in the scene, and he's weaving. And you just you know everybody saw it coming. Car crash. You know I I, I mean I saw that. I mean I don't know if everybody did. I saw it like a, I knew that there was going to be a car crash, and then uh, the beauty of the scene is like David Chase sort of says, "Hey, look, we're going to crash this car. Hey, you, are you paying attention? He's swerving. Are you paying attention? We're going to possibly kill a character here." And then he goes off the road and does it just so blatantly, and you think, God, he really did it. And then he takes it that one step further where you don't expect Tony to come in there and uh, snuff out Christopher. And um, you know, we'll, we, probably, at some, we probably will at the end of the season do a whole podcast on The Sopranos and Legacy and, and wrap it up. But you know, it's just uh, – Tony is really – he's yeah, just really out there. They, it, you feel it made sense in the in the in the narrative where it's going right now. Tony's feelings feels the walls coming in yes. on him. He's there are fewer and fewer people he can trust. Uh, he feels Christopher's weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's back on uh, back on the junk. Right. He's uh and and he and he said this guy could possibly be a liability to me in some way. Either ratting him out mm-hmm. or 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 doing something uh, you know like a throwing Polly little Polly Junior right with, out the out window. The he's window erratic. Himself. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know he doesn't even know yet that they shot. He shot uh, Tim Daly. That hasn't even come up yet. And uh, you know he was probably selling. You know his he was selling some of the stuff. Uh, you know to his uh, father-in-law that the stolen the stolen goods from uh, Florida. So there's a lot of stuff going on that with Polly. You know there was a lot of stuff that was going to surface that Christopher was messing up on. Uh, yes, it does make sense to answer your question. But it, I think that uh, 
it's interesting that they that it's multi-layered, you know? I mean, I think that Tony was looking for a justification for it, and he was looking at that car seat, you know? And Tony was like, you know, you're back on the junk. You're going to be a bad dad. You're weak. You could have killed your kid here. He talked about that, how the tree branch came in and would have killed the kid. Uh, you know, he's looking for excuses. And right. I think what, what, what's that, what that is covering up is that even with all the therapy, Tony doesn't admit to himself that he's a sociopath. And that he feels he's almost remorseless for killing somebody he actually helped raise. He was a father figure for Christopher. So I I love the series. It's going in a great direction. What did you make of the final line of the episode? When Tony looks into the sunset all tripped out in peyote and says, I get it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of people, including the LA Times, wrote about this. They they thought he said, "Uh, uh, uh, I did it. And I originally thought that he said, I did it as well. And I replayed it and it's, I get it. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I, I think a lot of things in the Sopranos are open to interpretation. And if you read this, my blog about it, I mean, there's like 300 entries where people have all of these crazy ideas about it, about certain things uh, on, in the comment section. But I, I think that I don't know. I, I mean, when he says I get it, I think that he just realizes that you know, it could relate to Christopher. You know, uh, partly it could be that he's realizing who he is. You know, and then he's a sociopath, and he's not going to get any better. He doesn't. Need, he doesn't need to go to therapy about it. He's just going to do do the deed. Don't feel remorse about it. It could mean a lot of things. Could mean he's just kind of tripped out on peyote. It could be he's tripped out on peyote. So that's that. There's that. Oh, and also another. Uh, recently, we've seen the evening news ratings to sh- oh, shift boy. gears here. Your good friend Katie Couric. Yes. Just uh, cons- floundering, drubbing, oh. drubbing. Should we? Should we keep? You know, what we should do for one little minute each podcast. We should have a Katie Couric watch. Katie Couric still employed. Of course, that could apply to us as well. We, yes. You know, Wait, by we, the time we do two weeks of it, we'll be out of work. But yeah, Katie Couric still Katie Couric watch still employed. Unbelievable. She not only just to remind people if they're interested in this, not only is she in last place, which is where CBS has always been with that Dan Rather and Bob Schieffer. She's less ratings than the the esteemed and significantly more affordable Bob Schieffer. Right. So she's got less ratings than Schieffer. So essentially what CBS is doing, paying her $15 million a year, plus countless millions on publicity. Ten, and ten million is the figure in uh, promotion. Mark. Ten million in promotion, $15 million a year. Uh, wow. Ooh. Brutal to get less ratings than Bob Schieffer had. You know what? That's, uh, that's wasted money right there. What does that say – something about the who's watching the evening news I think or does that a, say something about her she was when she came in they said oh we're going to reimagine the evening news we're going to we're going to we're going to change you know the thing it looks like the same old evening news yeah it's the same thing it's just you know she tried to make it a morning show that's what she tried to do i'm going to pat myself on the back for being right here because i used to think that i was in the minority because i always loathed her i think she turns people off i really do i think she's insincere and i think that that comes through and people don't like her that's my th- feeling. Her negative ratings are uh, high, twice as high as uh, Williams and Charlie Gibson. Oh, Charlie Gibson. How, now, you've recently talked to Charlie Gibson. Recently talked to Charlie Gibson. Did you call him Chuck? I, we clarified that on our podcast. Really? He, he prefers Charlie. Yes, he does prefer Charlie. Charlie in the morning and Charles in the evening. But we talked to him about 11.15, so it was Charlie. Wow, he prefers Charles in the evening. Well, that's what they call him. World News with Charles Gibson. But if you if you see him on the street, he's Charlie. Charlie, Gibson. Charlie Gibson. Wow, interesting. <clears throat> so no Chuck, no Chuck. But Charles is in charge. Absolutely, he's in charge of the ratings. <laughs> so 
how was that chat with him? It's available here on our podcast. Absolutely. Uh, Not our podcast, your part, your podcast. You've sort of branched out. It's, you are <laughs> cheating on me. Did you do it shirtless? Uh, I did. Oh, so you, I, so you, I cannot lie. I did it shirtless. You did your but own it was podcast. On, I was on the phone with uh, Charles. Ah, oh, beautiful. He, I didn't, he didn't say if he was shirtless, though. I'm sure he wasn't. He's I kind, bet of a, he had kind of a buff man. I would say he uh, wouldn't be bad. He is be also good, good podcasting. Charles Gibson, Elder Hot. He is Elder He's Hot. He's still got it going oh, on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No question. But there's no I went over no and met way. him over at uh, KGO when he was here. He was a solidly built man. <laughs> He's a... <laughs> Wow, I, I didn't think I didn't see that coming. I didn't see solidly built man coming. That's great. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so it, so <laughs> we are again derailed. Charles Gibson is is beating Katie Couric to a pulp. At the, people say that that he kind of is the it's the Uncle Walter factor. People still want the you know hmm. like the old white guy to tell really them to that the reassuring presence. I I I think that I think the network news that well, said it is a dinosaur. I don't care. If, and and well, you look at it, Anderson Cooper is not you know for all his buzz he's not getting huge numbers. No, he's not. I mean, it's, I mean, it's he's that the, premature gray thing. Yeah, even though. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Anderson. Un- yeah. No, he'd Uncle be like AC. Your cousin. Yeah. I don't know. Cousin AC. It, cousin cousin AC three sixty. I don't know. Yeah, but he but Charlie's also beating uh, <laughs> Brian Williams. Yes. Wow. Are we done with this race? Yeah, we are. We are. Okay. Let's go. Let's go to the calls. Let's go to something else. Let's go to let's, calls. Let's go to calls because that's always the, the, the best. This is developing into the best part of the TV yes, talk Yes, the calls are, are strong. Hi, this is Melissa from West New York, New Jersey. Uh, from the blog, Melissa169A. I just finally caught up with your Conan interview podcast. It was wonderful. He... I absolutely loved it. I, the reason I'm calling is that I'm old enough to be your mother and his mother, and I can't adopt him. But I was wondering, can I adopt you? <laughs> anyway, um, love the podcast. Love the blog. Please keep writing. Please don't stop. Go on vacation when you need to. Uh, best to Mrs. Cranky Pants. And um, I actually don't have a question except that... Um, Please just keep doing it. Don't stop. Any of you. You're all wonderful. Love to listen to everything. Thanks a lot. God bless. Bye-bye. Wow. I love that. Oh, Melissa169A from the blog. Part of that was making me nauseous. It was. You, know, you really honest, don't really, like uh, to hear yeah. positive things. I, about I like uh, this the, is the negative, the negative, yes. angry people to call in. It's, this know, we is, don't, no more positive. Uh, yeah. No. This, we can't handle it. This is historic with us. Yeah. This has gone on for decades. You don't like any, and I don't like when you have any positive vibes. No. In fact, I'm still reeling from you chopping my beef with uh, Charles Gibson. You're mowing my lawn. What can I say? That's right. When you're not here, where do I go? Uh, I have to go to some. I have to go somewhere. Yeah. You so, weren't here this. You're on vacation, so I had to go into the loving arms of Charles Gibson. <laughs> wow. She uh, now Melissa sounds really sweet. I don't think she's actually old enough to be my mom. No, she didn't sound. Uh, no, she sounded uh, young. Yeah. Elder Young. No, that doesn't work, is it? She's just young. And she reads the blog? She reads the blog and the podcast. She reads podcast. it very, very closely, too. She misses Cranky Pants, yeah, re- reference to Mrs. Nice Goodman. Uh, she was great. We should save that. So we, whenever we I'm could, down... You should do a podcast with her, maybe. Just Maybe she could be Question Girl. We're still looking for a Question Girl. That's right. We've had some people volunteer. We have had volunteers, all kinds of volunteers. We, might, we may even have a celebrity uh, volunteer at some point. Really? Yeah, right. I don't know if I can pull that off. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't when drop you're in names. L.A., I'm sure they'll be. Oh, God. When I'm in L.A., it's just going to be a booze and uh, 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 just ramble fest with stars. It'll be great. But, Melissa, thank you. That was a great call. 
Gentlemen, hello. Max Butters calling from the Washington, D.C. area. As for your uh, theme music, the current stuff, it's, it's beneath you guys. You can do so much better. How about old-time TV show themes? You know, I'm hearing my three sons playing. I think that's the song for you guys. Where you can just rotate them through other songs. It'd be much better than what you have now. And uh, one question, Tim. The show Rescue Me. No, not Rescue Me. I mean the, the show Over There. That's the one I want to ask you about. Over There. Is it gone over there? Is it never to come back over there? Why? It was such a great show. What happened to it? And uh, that's it. Thanks so much, guys. Love listening to the show. Bye. Wow, Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Commenting on the... Uh on the theme music, and, and we should say that uh, the great John Williams worked for months on the commission to get that, to come up with our theme music, and uh, multi-Oscar winning uh, John Williams. And, and we, we, thank, we thank it. him uh, for, for his efforts, but right. you know, ultimately, we had to go with this. It wasn't good enough. Yeah, his, wasn't? John Williams wasn't good enough, good enough for Star Wars. Yeah, it was a little too Superman yeah. for, for us. Wow, the, beating up straight out of Washington, a DC beatdown on our music. Didn't no, like it. no. And here we are trying to get it on our phones, but if Benny wasn't incapable of doing that, to Benny, tech yeah. writer, wasn't, yeah. you know, you know. I think a little much, too much time on tech talk for maybe Benny. A little, he, maybe you know, a little too much tech talk. You ought to be working on phone talk is yeah. what he should be working on. Well, but. The, the TV talk machine, always the redheaded stepchild <laughs> of the podcast. And you can say that because I have, you have red hair, glistening red hair. Sort of red hair. Auburn, maybe. But let's get to the question. Over there, uh, yes, <clears throat> over there is canceled. You know what? That was a great series, and it was a great risk from uh, FX. That was a, that was the first drama series about a, a war that was actually going on. It was about the Iraq War and the effects of it. And you know what? As well done as that was, uh, it turned out, and it was uh, here's our word again: edgy. Somebody should call in and get me a better word than edgy. The people didn't want to see in a drama what they were seeing nightly on their newscast, and so FX kept it on, did a full run. The DVD is available. Uh, and it's yeah. over. Culturally, not not ready for. Not ready. For, we're just we look at Flight Nine. Oh, it was a United ninety three. Right. Came out last year in the several nine uh, eleven movies, and, and we're just starting to get ready to deal with that stuff. Yeah. In a, in a fictional context, but probably not ready for the war right now. Right, and they're different. They're different emotions. I think the war is uh, is a drag uh, that people don't really want to to deal with because they can see it on their nightly news. Hi, Tim. This is Akila Monifa, a representative of KBCW, calling you. I'll email you as well, uh, answering one of your podcasters' questions. Supernatural airs on the CW Thursday nights at 9 p.m. And beginning May 16th, actually May 17th for, this, for Supernatural, uh, on Comcast, you can see it in HD. Thanks. Bye. Wow. The professionals are calling us. Absolutely. To tell us. Akilah. Akilah's a friend of the program. She's a friend of the program. She is a, uh, I don't know, TV talk machine. I don't know. Talkie? We should come up with Talkie? Some. Tech talk? No, that's not that's, that's Benny's show. Benny's show. That's, right. <laughs> that's Benny's show. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Don't pimp Benny's show. He's messing up our phones. You know what? So, yeah. So, Supernatural, she answered that question from like a couple weeks ago, yeah. a show that I like. Couldn't tell anybody when it was on or what channel, and she probably took. And that's also that. the the first uh, shameless plug. It was the first, and yeah. we encourage other shameless Absolutely. plugs. If you yes. are a publicist from any network, go ahead and call us. We'll take it. I know who you are, 
And, uh, you know, if I'm not in a feud with you, I will put you on the – we can put you on the show. And this, uh, and this was uh, as opposed to buying commercial time. Uh, yeah, on because on, we're doing this for, for free. Yeah. The, the, so the caller from D.C. wanted to know why we didn't – why we can't use, like, uh, theme songs from other, <laughs> other TV shows because we can't clear it because we don't make – we have no money. Doesn't anybody know that this is put together, like, with a nickel? Benny just said that the <laughs> show's budget is the change he has in his pocket right now. Right, and it didn't jingle very much no. when he moved it. So – and also just to – Follow quickly on that Supernatural, since we're taping this on Wednesday. Tomorrow is the CW's press uh, uh, upfronts. Let's see if Supernatural makes the cut. Oh, yes. Could be on the bubble, and that could be a moot question. All right, moving on. Hey, Tim. Um, just a comment on the recording of actu- the actual podcast. Um, all the other podcasts I listen to, I listen to at volume five, you know, right in the mid-range, and it comes through loud and clear. I could turn it up or down. But for whatever reason, when you record your podcast, I have to have it up to 11, and it still doesn't seem, you know, I still have to strain to listen. Um, I don't know. Check it out. See what's up to see if you could record it louder. I don't know how these things work. So thanks. I love it, and I love your work, though. Bye. Wow. So now people are calling in to complain about Benny. Benny, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Benny, it's a complete, a complete breakdown, essentially. This show is in the tank because of one person. We can't, how Benny. are we supposed to, you know, we come in here, hours and hours of preparation, <laughs> and the listeners can't hear the podcast. The listeners this is an outrage. are getting shorted by, well, we're all doing this for free, and I guess Benny's doing it for free, too. But we, you know, I, but here's the, here's the funny part. I have had emails about this as well, and I, I got the same complaint. I listened to it uh, at home on the iTunes, and same thing. I need more volume. But I like that he can go to 11. Get, get to 11. Yeah. <laughs> But it really, it's, it's just a screw-up from Benny. <laughs> but, but you know what? We can't be too hard on him because he is the podfather of Absolutely. this. And the news just came in. You want to break it? This just in. You are listening to the number one rated Chronicle podcast. Yes. Of all the Chronicle podcasts, this has the highest viewership except for... Listenership. Listenership. I'm sorry. Listenership. The TV talk machine is dominant. Absolutely. Except well, I, for, I, except for uh, a feature the Chronicle has called "Correct Me If I'm Wrong," which is basically a collection of people ranting on our voicemail. Yes, ranting on our voicemail, screaming at the Chronicle. But you know what? That reason that theirs are so high, you got a minute or a minute thirty of somebody yelling at the Chronicle, some nut job. I can do that. I can listen to that ten times. You got to. You have got to plow through forty minutes of us talking about shorty robes and nonsense. Yeah, that's dedication. Our listeners. You know, this is just like the networks. You know what? We got better listeners. Nowhere else will you hear erotic thoughts about Charles Gibson. <laughs> and Lindsay Wagner. And Lindsay Wagner on the, in the same place. In the same place, yes. Hello? 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 <laughs> I can hear her breathing. No doubt the uh, Chronicle <laughs> advertising department is frothing over the, the demographics we're pulling in after hearing that. 
There's all this talk about how do we monetize our content. <laughs> this we... is what we can play. This is these are the people listening. After right. we just talked about our higher demographics. Wow. That that was anguish. That was dark. Maybe she just forgot her question or she would just maybe she was upset about the cancellation of according to Jim. It could have been. Or maybe she didn't get her paper. Maybe, maybe that we had was somebody a, called him on the right. paper. That's right. Because this is this is also very similar to the circulation. The number. one the line we changed the number though, so she shouldn't be. Uh, I think it is anguish over according to Jim. Man, whoo! That was dark. We don't have to like uh, end on a higher, uh, yeah, more really, upbeat, upbeat note than that. Especially since we're the number one, number one. Uh, we are the we are the favorite uh, podcast of lonely, disheartened women in a dark place. And men in a dark place. And uh, people who just call us up randomly at 9 o'clock on a Friday night. Absolutely. We, absolutely. We had, uh, we had a couple calls like that. We love them. We love all our calls. We take all our audience. It doesn't matter if you're suffering, if you're delusional, or drunk, or even angry. Come here to our soft bosom. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the TV talk machine. Because we love you. We, we haven't given the number yet. Oh, we should do that because we never do that. Let's get that part. You know, if we gave the number out, we would even be more popular. All right. Uh, I'm going to quiz you again just to see if you've got it out on, on show 628. What is our toll-free number for people to call in across the world? I always have to write it down first because yes. I forget it. It's uh, 188. Yes. 8. 8? Yes, right. SFC. Sucker Free City. TV. TM. TV Talk Machine, SFC, TVTM. That's a great number. It is. Ah, man, I'm digging it. And the eights are good luck, especially if you're Chinese. It's in the numerology. I think we've talked about this. Well, they've brought good luck to the show today. This is uh, such an improvement over last the last show. Oh, right? we had no information last week. Yeah. This, was, now, this was actually, we was, there was some serious discussion here. We, we got a little tender. We got a little, a little dark. Yeah. And our robes got shorter. <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody here next week on another edition of TV Talk Machine.